Welcome to the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. Now sit back, relax, and rewind your mind. Reminisce with friends you didn't even know you had. And if you weren't there, then this is news to you. Hey there, what is up? This is Mikey. Hey, it's Corey. We are with the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. So how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. I'm hey. doing good. I haven't seen you in a while. It's been a bit. Yeah. A couple weeks. A couple weeks at least. We had, you know, a little point in time there where we uh, we couldn't get together because of pandemic shit. Stupid shit. Yeah. So, we were taking care of ourselves, doing responsible things, so we uh, we didn't record, but but we're here, we're knocking out a few episodes, and we're going to talk about uh, someone that we both enjoy today. You know, we're not going to have a lot of small talk, we're just going to jump right into this. Right into it. So, uh, we're just going to play a little something to get you in the mood, so... Listen to this. came to mind when you heard that song? Tequila. Obviously, that's the only lyrics to that fucking song. <laughs> we're not going to talk about tequila today, though. Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. So, we're going to uh, we're gonna be chatting about, about Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Try to use the phone! <laughs> so, let's... Okay, let you know. That, did, that scene right there? Yeah. The... the uh, I guess the biker gang leader, the old lady. Yeah. That was Cassandra, who plays Elvira. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, C- Cassandra Peterson. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful lady. Yes, she is. I met her a few times. She's a nice lady. I say we let him go. <laughs> well, let's let's rewind a little bit. And, you know, before we jump right into to what everybody knows about Pee Wee and loves, everybody, everybody loves Pee Wee Herman. Most people love Pee Wee Herman. I think most people love Pee Wee. My daughter likes Pee Wee Herman. And yeah. you know who was a really big Pee Wee Herman fan hmm. is Candy and Brianna. Yes, their daughter. She actually got featured on Pee Wee Herman's Facebook page. That is so awesome. Yes, they sent him a picture of her dressed in her Pee Wee Herman outfit. And standing next to a replica of Pee-wee's bike. And he loved it so much. It was a Halloween costume for her. Yeah. And she refuses to take it off now. Yep. She wears it constantly. And he actually featured her on his Facebook page. That is so awesome. He posts, like, daily on his Facebook page. Oh, nice. So, I mean, you're always getting all kinds of great stuff. He had, like, National Cereal Day the other day, and he was eating Mr. T cereal. And he, he like, tells you what those obscure holidays are. Yeah. And he's celebrating them. 
And as, that's Paul Rubin, man. He's a, he's a, just a crazy good guy. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Paul Rubin and how Pee Wee Herman came to be before we dive into what everybody knows and loves. Yeah. So he he started out. Uh, he was in this this like improv group. Yeah. It's called the the Groundlings, and he he was in there with like I mean, there were some heavy hitters in this thing. I. Uh, Phil Hartman being one of the, the most notable ones, uh, you know, from Saturday Night Live fame. Yeah. Phil Hartman and Pee Wee Herman, you know, Paul Rubens, very good friends. And I did not know that. They, yes, they were. Phil Hartman helped him develop the character of Pee Wee Herman. No shit. Yes. So, he, he was also involved later, and we'll get into that later, uh, probably the second half. But, so he was in the, the Groundlings, and they did their their skits and whatnot and then he was cast in a production of a, a, a I guess a play or you know, like a little stage thing called Life with Father he was cast as one of the most obnoxious characters in the play and that's where he came up with the mannerisms of the voice nice for Pee Wee Herman and it developed into a character so he named Pee Wee after a harmonica. Really? It was the Pee Wee brand harmonica. And then Herman was actually this energetic boy that he knew as a child. So that's where he got his last name. So Pee Wee Herman was born. And the director and founder of the Groundlings, a guy named Gary Austin, he gave him the little gray suit that he wore. He made it. He made that oh, suit. Oh, no for him. kidding. And so he gave it to him, and then somebody, they don't know who, gave him a little kid's bow tie, and that's how he got his outfit together. That's awesome. And then Paul Rubens went and auditioned for Saturday Night Live. Really? He did. In the uh, 1980 and 81 season. He had been great on that. He did not get the part because someone else auditioned that had very similar mannerisms and annoying voice. Oh, who would that be? Gilbert Gottfried. Yep. And Gilbert was a very close friend with uh, with Lorne Michaels, the producer. They had a similar acting style and similar skit, so Gilbert got the the part. I think, I think Gilbert Gottfried's his voice. You know, that's I know that's a character voice, but it's I think it's super annoying and it it's funny, but I don't think it's over the top like Pee Wee Herman is. No, he, while he does kind of live the character to a certain point, Paul Rubens has lived Pee Wee Herman for many years. Yeah. And, you know, we he, he protected that character. So, so I mean, it, it, almost like a professional wrestler protects their character. Yeah. He was Pee Wee Herman for many years. Well, what they did is, since he didn't get into Saturday Night Live, he was kind of bitter... You know, a little angry about not getting in. He borrowed some money and he just started his own show in L.A. And he used that character that he'd been developing with Phil Hartman. And that was a Pee Wee Herman show. And that's the Pee Wee Herman show. It was a little stage show. They uh, had a, a run at the Roxy Theater. It ran for five months, all sellouts. Wow. All sellout nights for five months. They did midnight shows for adults and they did weekly matinees for children. Then he got on to HBO with the Pee Wee Herman show. It was a special. Yep. 
And he appeared as Pee Wee in Cheech and Chong's next movie. Well, that's where he got his big movie breaks. Yes, it's Cheech, Cheech, Cheech and Chong. Because he was in he was in Cheech and Chong's next movie as Pee Wee. Then he appeared again in Nice Dreams. Yeah, because he was Pee Wee. He was on, he was doing the stage act. Yes. In the next movie, and they ended up fighting with him. Well, I uh, in the Cheech and Chong's Nice Dreams, he was billed as. We're gonna get an impression. I, I almost guarantee we're gonna get an impression here. He was billed as Hamburger Dude. Hamburger. <laughs> So they start. He he kind of developed a following, as you know, for doing that. But he was a stand-up comedian, basically. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was a stand-up comedian. He he got dubbed the weirdest comedian around. Hamburger. <laughs> and they just thought that he was kind of a just a weird, quirky character. People dug it. The Pee Wee Herman show was not a kids show, though. No, no, it wasn't. Oh, they called everybody boys and girls still. Yes, it was. Hello, boys and girls. <laughs> It was like a, a dirty version. He would do a kids, a kids yeah. version, but it was like a dirty version of a kids show. And I can remember one of the first times I saw Pee Wee Herman. That he he I was watching something and he was on there and it was a stage show, but he had this gigantic pair of underwear, and he was like giant underpants and he was like putting them over his head and doing all this weird shit with him like making him be long hair and then he made him into a swing he like put him over his head and around his butt and he was like making it like oh, it was shit. a swing and I was just dying laughing and my I gotta, mom was I've never actually up. watched the stand up I would love to oh it's hilarious it. it's hilarious but it's like I said it's like adult humor yeah so as the character started to take off he Paul Rubens kind of disappeared and Pee Wee did all, anything that he did was as Pee Wee Herman, any interviews, any appearances. He was Pee Wee. He was Pee Wee. And. So he was kayfabing it. Oh, he kayfabed it big time. He wanted everybody to think that Pee Wee was a real person. I'm really surprised you never seen him on wrestling. No, I think you did. He, yeah, he, he was, he was on something. I don't remember if he was a guest on WrestleMania, one of the WrestleManias maybe. But he, he was on, like, a guest host on Monday Night Raw eventually. Uh, like, in the early, early 2000s, I would say. He went so far as he referred to his parents as Honey Herman and Herman Herman. Herman Herman. Herman Herman. That's awesome. And then in, the, like, the mid-80s, he did a lot of guest spots on Late Night with David Letterman. Yeah. That kind of gave him a bigger following because that was mainstream TV. If you, if I don't know, if, sorry, if, if you made it to Letterman, that was huge. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, Letterman had his own characters. He had like Larry Bud Melman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had uh, like stupid human tricks that he, and then he also had a reoccurring thing with uh, Jack Hanna. Yeah, where he, and I loved it when Jack Hanna would come on there because. Jack Hanna would come on, he'd bring all these animals. When Jack Hanna did Johnny Carson or later Jay Leno show, mm-hmm. it was very nice. I mean, there was a lot of weird shit that would go on with the animals. You know, just kooky, you know, monkeys picking at their hair or something with shit on the floor or whatever. And Carson would eat it up. And they, they would play along with it, and but they would be polite to him. Letterman was always a dick to Jack Hanna. And I loved that, that bit because he'd be like, what do we have here? Oh shit! That's a fucking alligator. <laughs> He's like, yeah, keep you know, keep that thing away from me, you know. And and then he would let him show three or four animals, and he'd say, get, get the hell out of here. 
Just just leave. And he'd throw him off the show. Every time he threw yeah. he threw Jack Hanna off the show every Makes time. Makes you think that Letterman was a dickhead. Yeah, which he might have been. But so he got his you know kind of a, a, a big break with Letterman and got a big audience and that prompted him to do a tour with the Pee Wee Herman show. And he did like the Guthrie Theater in Minneapolis, which was a huge theater. Yeah. Uh, sold out. Caroline's in New York City sold out, and Carnegie Hall sold out. Oh wow! So I, I think Carnegie Hall is the one that I saw the video of. So his stand-up career he was huge. Yeah, he was like happening. So I guess the next, I guess the next logical step would have been to make a movie. And that was Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That was Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And it's I I I just watched it I just watched it again last night, and that's like I said I was just scrolling through through and see what was on. And I come just happened to come across it. I'm like you know what, we're talking about Pee Wee tomorrow. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it. I got my daughter to watch it. Oh nice. And she missed a few of the scenes that I need to, I wanted her to really see, but right, like Large Marge. Large Marge. And. But yeah, I mean, it's Pee-wee's always. I mean, he's been part of our, at least part of. He was part of my childhood. And oh, absolutely. When we were kids, I mean, I had this. I had this friend, um, and I, I mean, his name was Sean, and I hope he listens to the show. I know we're friends on Facebook. Um, biggest Pee-wee fan I ever knew growing up. Really, the dude had everything Pee-wee Herman. Nice. And it's just. I mean, it's one of those things that's always stuck out in my head with him. Is you know, he's like every time I think Pee Wee Herman, I think of my buddy Sean. Yeah. I mean, they, I think he was even Pee Wee Herman for Halloween one year, and <laughs> it's just the, the dude had anything Pee Wee Herman. Well, it was it was kind of a bridge because when when this came out, we were we weren't little kids when this when these came out. I mean, that, that came out in '85. So I was I was about five or six. I was, you know, so I, I would have been like ten. Yeah. So I, I wasn't a little kid. It, it kind of bridged a gap, where it was still a kiddie thing and it was funny, but there was some more grown up stuff going on and all that. So. It it was just something that maybe you could watch with a younger brother or yeah. you know like my cousin. Uh, where he would, you know, he's he's about your age, and we could both watch it. I would get a little something different out of it than he would, and it was, but it was on both of our levels. Mm. And I think that Paul Rubin was was very good at at that. Yes, he was. At, you know, playing to his audience and bridging audiences. It was something that an adult could watch and think is might they might think it was silly. Yeah. But it was still funny. It was still funny. You still laughed your ass off. Yeah. So we'll talk about Pee Wee's Big Adventure a little bit. It came out in '85. His Goal with Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He wanted to do a remake of Pollyanna. Pollyanna is is his favorite movie. It's Paul Rubin's favorite movie. Really? That's what he claims. So they were writing the script, and he noticed that everybody at Warner Brothers was riding a bike. So he thought, how can we work this into it? So he grabbed his buddy Phil Hartman. And they started working on a new script. And when they got it fleshed out, about the same time they got it fleshed out, they had noticed a couple movies, uh, Vincent and Frankenweenie, 
that Tim Burton did. Yeah. And they they liked his work. So they picked Tim Burton to, to direct this film. Oh, it's right. He did do that. Yes. And it's not very well. It's, th- nobody talks about that as a Tim Burton movie. No. When you mention Tim Burton movies, nobody mentions... No, you think Beetlejuice, Batman. You think of all the gothic... Yeah. You know, almost like horror element. And... But when you look at it, it has that Tim. It has that early Tim Burton style. It has that feel, especially like Large Marge. It yeah. has that Tim Burton feel to it. It, knowing that and watching it back, yeah, you definitely can yeah. see that, that it has that vibe to it. The 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 clown scene and the dinosaur eating the bike and yes, all of it. Like that's all Tim Burton. That's all that still like a lot of that that still life or. Um, Stop motion. Stop motion. Yeah. Tim Burton style he did like with Beetlejuice because Beetlejuice came out, shit, I think almost probably a year later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, 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 they're, like I say, you, you don't notice it because he's more well known for the kind of the horror the element horror or the, 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 the gothic element. And Pee Wee has none of it. it he's got some scary parts if you're a little kid. If you're a little kid, definitely. But, yeah, I mean. But you don't think of it as uh-huh. a Tim Burton film. But it was. And. You know, one of his first, you know, or among the first. Yeah. So, for those that have never experienced it, you want to give kind of a brief synopsis of what Pee-wee's Big Adventure is. <clears throat> Pee-wee's Big Adventure is Pee-wee owns this amazing bike that everybody wants. Everybody's jealous of his bike. Everybody's jealous of his bike. And the beginning of the movie, you see him, he gets his bike... After he gets his weird breakfast stuff going on in the morning. Which is a Rube Goldberg machine. Yes. We learned that. We did. <laughs> on this show, actually. We did, yeah. We are educational, okay? I'm still saying we need to apply for a fucking government grant. Yes. We can homeschool kids. No, let's not do that. No, no. My kids are home enough as it is. <laughs> um, so and he, they don't like our schooling. No. We, we've tried. We have. We've, we've tried to teach them the old ways. We've tried to teach them amazing retro things, and they just get pissed at us. They do. They do. And uh, they leave. A lot of times they leave. They get up and walk out. Yeah. <laughs> they tell us we're dumb. Yes, and old. Yeah, we hear um, that a lot. So he goes, he gets his bike, he rides his bike to, I think it's the magic store. Yeah. And he, he starts, he pulls it up next to this robot clown that's just sitting there waving at everybody. And he starts pulling a chain out. And you think, okay, it's just going to be this little chain. No, this thing goes on forever. <laughs> and it's just, he keeps pulling it out, pulling it out, pulling it out. And next thing you see, he's just got like three big giant padlocks on it. And it's like wrapped around like 55 times around the around the clown and around the bike. So this thing's not going anywhere. So he goes into the, music, or the magic store, gets his stuff, comes out, pats his bike, makes sure it's okay. He starts giggling. And then he goes into the bike shop to get his special horn that Dottie made for him. Your special horn. And <laughs> gets his gets his horn, he walks back out, and his bike's gone. And he's freaking out. And the clown's face is different, and it's laughing at him, and he doesn't, you know, everything's swirling around. Which would show the Tim Burton aspect. Yes. And so that from this point on, the whole movie is based on him trying to find his bike. And he goes. He goes and sees a psychic, and the psychic, you know, she's, you know, bullshit psychics. She tells him it's in the, his bike's at the Alamo in the basement. And so he goes, he fucking hitchhikes to the, he hitchhikes to fucking Texas. He's got this big giant thumb, you know, he's trying to hitchhike, and finally he gets to Texas. Encounters all kinds of weird characters, characters on the way. He's like the, the um, 
the first guy he encounters is an escaped convict. Yep. And he gets he was sent to prison for getting a knife and cutting the tags off his mattress. Ooh, they do say do not remove yes. under penalty of law. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, he meets that guy and and then he meets Large Marge and he gets chased by a fucking giant. He gets uh, into a skirmish with some bikers. A skirmish with some bikers. And that's where you see the infamous peewee dance. Yes. That was done to Tequila, the song. And you with you did that at my wedding, too. I did that at your wedding. Somewhere else I did that, and I thought I was going to get thrown out. I thought I was going to get thrown out of a bar in Mexico. Uh-oh. Because we I was with my dad, and uh, I can't remember who all. It, it, there was a, a good-sized group of us. We went on a cruise together. We ended up in Mexico. And... We went to this bar, and, I mean, we were there, like, at 11 o'clock in the morning. And the bar was upstairs, and you could hear music just blaring. And it's like, Jesus, what the hell's going on up there? Yeah. So, of course, we went. And you go in there, and, like, 11 o'clock in the morning, people are dancing and just having a great time and everything. And you're like, why is everybody dancing? And then you had a drink or two, and you're like, why isn't anybody dancing with me? Yeah. Because you were up dancing. And it was, like, a nightclub, but it was... In the day. In the middle of the day. And it was a day club. It was, yeah, well, it was, it was always hopping. Yeah, because those cruise ships come in at different times. It was always hopping. And, well, they had a, a deal where they would start playing the song Tequila. And then they would bring out a bottle of tequila, and they would form a conga line. And they would hand the bottle to the first person in the conga line, and you'd drink and pass it, drink and pass it, drink. And, of course, they probably wouldn't be doing that these days. No. But... They would, they would do that, and they would just keep, as long as that song was playing, you were drinking tequila. And if the bottle emptied, they'd bring another one and give it, you know, they'd swap the person that had the bottle, and you just keep right on going. Well, I was feeling pretty damn good. And I'm dancing, and I'd had some tequila, and I look over, and there's, the, down the middle of the dance floor, there is like the stack of speakers that were about chest high. And I thought, you know what would be fun, is if I got up on those speakers and did the Pee Wee Herman dance. So I run over there. And I, I'm drunk. And you're with your parents. And I'm with my parents and I think like an uncle and some friends. And So I run over there and I, I grab these speakers and I start climbing up on the speakers to get up there. And these two gigantic bouncers, they come over and one grabbed me on each arm. And they said, Senor, do you need help? And I said, no, no, I'm just, I'm just messing around. I'm just messing around. I thought they were, I thought they were throwing me out. I said, I'm, I'm just messing around. They are picking you up. And they up said, there? Senor, up. Do you need help up? And I go, well, hell yeah! <laughs> and they picked me up and set me up on these speakers, so I'm way up above everybody, and I'm doing the Pee Wee Herman dance up on these speakers, dancing around, and they hand me my own bottle of tequila. So I'm up there dancing around, drinking tequila, and then when I got done, the bouncers came over, and they helped me down, and we were just having a great old time. But yeah, I, I, I Oh, my God. I thought I was going to get tossed, but I, yeah, I did it. We, we should find that video and post it up. You have a video of it? You have There's a video somewhere. Oh, me, oh yeah, it's on my phone. Of, of you, of you, of day, at your yeah. wedding. When I, when I put on your little suit coat and was dancing yes. around. Because we had bow ties at your we wedding. We did. We all had bow ties and gray tuxedos. And orange chucks. Yes. We had orange Chuck Taylor shoes. And I put on your suit coat because it was a little Dude. smaller. It was small on me because I it, forgot yeah. to get it sized. Right. <laughs> so I put it on and I was dancing around to tequila. It was, it was, it was a good time. Dude, you know was also in that movie is um, Twisted Sister. Yeah. There's a lot of people in that movie. Tons of people. You know, and you're just like, holy shit. There's, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of were there Muppets in that movie, too? No, I don't think there's any Muppets in that movie. No. For some reason, there's a, Pee Wee Herman and Kermit the Frog connect for me. He was in, they were in something together. I don't remember, but we might figure it out. We might not. So, 
He ends up, you know, spoiler alert, he finds his bike. He finds his bike. He was <laughs> in Hollywood. Yeah. And that's where everything, Godzilla's in that. Yes. Um, who else is in that movie? I think, I think Godzilla's the biggest name. What's the, what's the asshole that wants his bike? Francis? Francis. Francis. There are so many quotes. Everything I see, every time I've seen that guy in something, I always hated him. Because you always think of Francis. Mm-hmm. And he's a dick. And but, how he gave him that, he gave him that ink exploding bubble gum. Yep. There's so many quotes from this movie that, I mean, I know that they were a part of my daily speech. Oh, dude. You know, when I was that age. You know, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> you know? <laughs> or, uh, what's the one? Uh, you're rubber, and I'm, or I'm rubber, and you're glue. What'd she say? Bounces off me and sticks to you. I know you are, but what am I? Yeah. Um, fuck, his name is, who's the guy? Um, he played Thanos, and he played Cable and everything. What's his name? Josh Brolin. His dad was in this. Yes, he was. He played P.W. Yep. Herman. Yep, P.W. Herman. In the, in the remake of Pee-wee's Story. Yes. And um, was her Morgan Fairchild was his assistant was Dottie. Morgan Fairchild is she was hot. I like her, yeah. But I, you know, I like the original Dottie because she's. She, I always had a crush on her. Mm-hmm. She was just super cute. She was also in. Um, she was in Thirty One. Yeah. She. I think she was in House of Thousand Cor- or Devil's Rejects too. I think she was. Yeah. Yeah. She does horror movies now, but she. Yeah, she. She hasn't aged too bad. No. But yeah, she's always been. A, you know, one of my. If I see her or something, I'm going to watch it. Right. Well, and the, Dottie was kind of his romantic interest. She had, she was, she liked him, but he but couldn't be with her. Why? I have no idea. You know why? Because oh, he's a loner, a rebel. He's a loner, Dottie. A rebel. That's right. That's <laughs> like I have no idea. I don't know why. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they, you know, Pee Wee's Big Adventure was a huge blockbuster. Yes. It was a huge blockbuster. So elevated him even further. So they wouldn't cash in on that somehow. Oh, yeah. Then they did Big Top Pee Wee. Big Top Pee Wee was a sequel, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I don't remember watching. It Big wasn't that great. Um, it was good for what it was. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think it got the same recognition as Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Well, you can only play that stick out so much yeah. in that format, in, in the movie format. You can only play that stick out so much. I mean, it had, um, what the hell's his name? Um, Chris Christopherson was in it. Okay, yeah, I, I don't remember seeing, big watching Big Top Pee-wee. I, I, know, I know of his existence. Yeah. I don't I don't. Like, remember. he owns a farm and he, like, grows weird things. That's all I remember. In the, 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 it had something to do with the circus. Yeah, the circus, like, they broke down or there was a tornado or some shit. And they all end up at his his property, and they have the circus there. Or the, or the town didn't want anybody that didn't want the circus there. Well, interesting thing about that, he was growing hot dogs. That's what he was growing. <laughs> he had a hot dog farm. He had a hot dog farm, dude. <laughs> well, the, the interesting thing about you know the Big Top Pee Wee, is Paul Rubens spent his childhood in I, uh, I'm gonna fuck this town up. Winota, New York, something like that. Um, but he always would go to the uh, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus, and their winter headquarters was in Sarasota. Okay. Well, his interest in the circus atmosphere prompted him to get into entertainment, 
and influenced his work because he had you know like circus elements, yeah. and clown type elements in his work. So that influenced his later work, and it also he loved I Love Lucy. So that really that kind of slapstick humor, yeah, I can see that played into his his gig, you know. So they you know they made the movies, but they wanted something more. We're gonna talk about this more in depth in the second part, but he got a TV show, Pee Wee's Playhouse, and we're definitely gonna that's gonna be like our our deep dive in the second part. But we just kind of want to focus well, on... he did a regular... He just did a, a, a recent one, too. The PV's Big Holiday. Big Holiday, yeah. Yeah, and that was like a Netflix-only show. Yeah, that was, you know, that was pretty good. I actually really liked this. And it was like a throwback to yeah. PV's Big Adventure. You know, kind of the same premise. Same that, premise, yeah. but with more... With newer, nowadays actors. Yeah, it had... The cameos were relevant. Yeah. And that's one thing that... I think his... His legacy is... Is that he can always stay relevant because Pee Wee Herman doesn't age. No. Well, I don't know what the hell age he's supposed to be, but he is very childlike and he never grows out of it. Mm-mm. So he's going to be an old man. But he'll still be. And he'll still be Pee Wee Herman. I mean, Power, he was going to be like in his 50s or 60s now. Probably. Um, let me see when he was born. But he still looks the same. He was born in, in 52. Oh shit! So, so he's, he's in a, almost, he's, he's almost seventy. He's almost seventy. He he's uh, like sixty-seven. Sixty-nine. Some, well, some 60, oh, so, so. math is hard. He's got to be sixty-nine, dude. Dude, sixty-nine, dude. So we're gonna talk more about Pee Wee's Playhouse because there's a lot there's a lot to talk about there. Oh my god! <laughs> but he kind of. Pee Wee Herman inspired a lot of like current children's shows, we can say. Uh, he was an inspiration to uh, Steve on Blue's Clues. Oh, shit. He was an inspiration to uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. I can see that. They, uh, and they've rerun Pee Wee's Playhouse over and over on like Fox Family and, and different channels. Cartoon Network had uh, a, a version of it that they ran. You know, during Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. So, they, I mean, they ran with that as far as they could. Uh, then he disappeared from the public eye. Yeah, for a few years. For a few years. He got, got in some trouble and disappeared from the public eye. But then he came back, but he wasn't Pee Wee Herman anymore. No, he was a vampire. Well, he did that. His big comeback was uh, <gasps> Blow. Yeah, he did blow. He had, he had he had a part in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and then he was in Mystery Men too. He was in Batman Returns. Tim Burton. He was he Penguin's father. Oh, that's right. He was Penguin's father in Batman Returns. Oh, and the uh, the waitress from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. Was Batman's was was a Penguin's mother. Really? Yes. Well, then he was in um, Matilda and Dunstan checks in in '93. Then he did voice acting. He was in The Nightmare Before Christmas. Really. Yeah. He was... Uh, so he's good friends with Tim Burton. Then. Yeah, yeah. He, he kept working with Tim Burton. So, when he... he and he was in Blow. He was a Coke dealer in Blow, I think. Yeah, he was the guy that was giving Johnny Depp all his Coke. Yeah. So there's, there's another Tim Burton tie-in because Johnny Depp and Tim Burton are yeah. attached to him. And he, uh, he had a reoccurring role on Murphy Brown. He was the outstanding... He won... He won an Emmy, and it was his first 
and only non-Peewee Emmy nomination. He didn't win it. He was just nominated. Outstanding guest actor in a comedy series for Murphy Brown. No shit. Uh, then he, I mean, he's just in a bunch of stuff. But yeah, he was in Mystery Men. Played the spleen. He did play the spleen. Which his superpower was? Farting. <laughs> I love Mystery Men. That's a great movie. And part of the reason I love Mystery Men is he Janine not... Garofalo. Yes. I, I like Janine Garofalo. She was the bowler. Yeah, I like Janine Garofalo then. I don't, not so much now. Oh, then, the, but then, yeah. yes. Um, She's too political now. Much too political. He did, uh, he, he did like, some of his only public appearances as Paul Rubens to promote that movie. He didn't yeah. do a lot as Paul Rubens. Then he, uh, yeah, he bounced around on TV a little bit. Then he brought back, um, a, a, he came back to like mainstream TV in his role as the host of a game show. It's only, it only had six episodes. Which game show? You Don't Know Jack, which was a great computer-based video game. But he they made a game show on ABC called You Don't Know Jack. He was the host. They canceled it after six episodes because it had no readings. I never even heard of it. It apparently was... Uh, nobody did. Nobody, yeah, nobody watched it. So he got in a little more trouble. While later, be in trouble again. <laughs> yeah, and then he came back and started doing some other appearances. He was in Rio Nine One One. Then he got a role in the movie Rio Nine One One Miami. Oh, nice. He, was he the roller skater? I. Uh, he was yeah Rick on the Citizens Patrol. So yes, he was. Yeah. He got to be in. Uh, some music videos, and the the uh, Racketeers, Steady As She Goes. It's Jack White's band. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a great song. He was in the music video for that. And he jumped around. He, you know, did a, a, you know, they had a tribute show for him, and just kind of jumped around doing different things, and then he was on uh, 30 Rock. I'd like to see them roast him. Oh, I would love that. The roast of Paul Rubin. He was on a, a FX show called Dirt. I remember Dirt. Then he was cameo on Cartoon Network. He was on uh, Chowder. Yeah. He was on the Tim and Eric Awesome Show. And uh, a show called Pushing Daisies. And then he went back to being Pee Wee Herman. I thought he was on Space Ghost once. He probably was. As a, as a guest. Oh, they had everybody as a guest on there. So yeah, the, he uh, in in two thousand nine he, he came back and brought the Pee Wee Herman show back, and then he's just kind of been jumping around as Pee Wee Herman on different things now. Well, yeah, it's funny as how things you know you start something and then it runs its time, and then it eventually comes back around again. Because Pee Wee is timeless. Yes, he started doing guest hosts and being Pee Wee Herman in in character. On the, the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, uh, Conan O'Brien, Jimmy Kimmel. I bet you that one with him and Conan O'Brien was amazing. It had to have been. Because Conan O'Brien's fucking funny. Yo, Conan O'Brien's great. He he uh, then started his Twitter and Facebook account. And that... Is that a... Is it, it P. 
Pee Wee's Her- Pee Wee Herman's Facebook account? Or yes. Paul Rubens. No, it's Pee Wee Herman. Nice. And he, like I said, he posts almost daily on there. He is very interactive with the fans. Like I said, he he put uh, he put Candy's daughter on there. You know, he just loves his fans, and his fans love him. He was a guest star on uh, WWE Raw. He was he was a guest host. I don't remember that. I must have missed that one. Yeah, it was. They had guest hosts every week. Like Betty White was on there. The Muppets were on there. Oh they had, yeah. They had a guest host every week, and he was he was one of them. Then he was on Saturday Night Live. Finally, forty years later. Yeah, and it was a, it was a very well received segment. It was Andy Samberg, and Pee Wee getting drunk and riding a mechanical bull. Oh God! So and then they ambushed uh, Anderson Cooper that was uh, sitting in an alleyway. They beat him with a chair. Apparently, <laughs> he was a voice actor in Tron Uprising. No shit. Yeah. Then he was in. Uh, couple of the music videos they did the peewee's big holiday so he he just he did everything i mean the guys the guy's got a hell of a film resume he was in dr doolittle he was the raccoon in dr doolittle oh that's right he he did a lot of voice stuff especially when he uh you know he kind of got in trouble and dropped out of the public eye yeah. he started doing voice work because he could do that and people didn't instantly recognize him well, then he was going as his real, his actual name. Yeah. Because it, it, even like in Pee Wee's Big Adventure and you know, the rest of his other movies, it, it said Pee Wee Herman as himself. As himself. Because he was protecting that character. Yeah. The guy was on Sesame Street. I mean, that's, you, if you make it on Sesame Street, you've made you've it. You've made it. You know? So. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, like if a music artist, if Weird Al has picked up your song and made a parody of it. You, you made it. made it. Yeah. So he, I mean, he did everything. Video games, TV, movies. I remember the video. I think they're, yeah, I vaguely remember the Pee Wee's Playhouse video game. I think it was a video game. Now they made. I, I don't remember the video game. I remember they had a shitload of toys. A lot of toys. And one of them talked. Yes. And it was all the. His all all his sayings. His little catchphrases and everything. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> and so. I guess what is your idea? What what is your your you know your memories? Your favorite memories of Pee Wee Herman? First, um, my favorite memory probably my first couple memories. Yeah, you know, like I said, the you know Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. And then watching Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yep. And just the the secret word of the day. Yes, and we'll get into all that in the second half. The secret word of the day was they rocked, and all the characters on there. And you, and as a kid, you had to yell. Yep, and I, that was that was the show my parents hated me to watch for me to watch because I would get so excited mm-hmm. and I would and yell. Was, and I mean, very interactive. It was probably annoying for parents. I bet it was. I think Pee Wee Herman was annoying for parents because yeah, you would act like Pee Wee constantly, constantly because he was that cool. And then you got older and you act like Beavis Butthead. Yeah, and Pee Wee Herman. Mm-hmm. So you know, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Big, big moment, I think, in, in both of our childhoods. Oh, yeah. Because that, that introduced us to the character on a kid's level. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the stand-up work, but I, like I said, I was a little older, and I, as I got older, I sought that out to, to see where he came from. Yeah. And because, it, like, my uncle knew of the stand-up. Oh, and my God. then when I would, and he knew of, like, the Cheech and Chong movies, and so he would tell me 
when I would be talking about Pee Wee, he's like, he, he, he told my parents, you know that that's not for kids. And like, it's on Saturday mornings. It's yeah, it's it's a kid's movie. He's like, no, that's not how he started out. No, he started out. He, he was... started out being a little dirty. And so I heard that and I'm like, I want to see Dirty Pee Wee. Well, like even watching like the, the Cheech and Chong movies, one where he was like, he was the hotel clerk. Yes. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, fucking, um, he comes out, they're like, these are the guys, these fucking assholes, these are the fucking guys right here, these fucking assholes. I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard Pee Wee cuss. No. Oh, no, you wouldn't have because no. he, all you knew of him was the movie and the TV show. The cops grab him, he's going, Attica, Attica. <laughs> They pick him up and throw him in the paddy wagon. So, I, I think you know we're we're pretty well agreed that our favorite Pee Wee Herman memories of the movie and then Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Favorite Paul Rubens non Pee Wee role. Oh, the spleen. We're or, right there. Or the vampire in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where he just wouldn't die. Yeah. He's like ah oh ah. <laughs> no, I think the spleen. I, I just found that movie again at the, the discount used video store, and I bought it. I watch it whenever it's on. Whenever, whenever, whenever oh, I'm into it. mystery. We can go into mystery metal a little bit because I think we both are familiar enough with it that we can just go off the cuff and talk about this yeah. movie. The cast of characters on that movie, great. I mean, you've got William H. Macy, who I love his work. Yeah, he, everything, even like all his shameless stuff. Yes. Dude, he is the perfect character for that. Perfect actor for that character. And he was in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, I he's a very well-rounded actor. He is. I I love his character in Boogie Nights. Yeah. You know, did he shoot his wife in that? Yes, and himself. Yeah. Uh, his wife his wife was Nina Hartley. Yep. And she was very uh, promiscuous on set. Yeah, she was. And he would always come in and, and find her. With other men, and he he would just very deadpan, calmly say, "That's my wife, you asshole." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, very deadpan. It was like he wasn't yelling; he just like, <sighs> and he just finally That's broke, my wife, you asshole, and then he snapped. I I enjoyed I enjoy William H Macy's work, Hank Azaria, as the the, the uh, he the was Blue the, Raja, the Blue Raja. What wasn't his weapon like a fork? He threw forks. He threw forks. And then every once in a while, he would throw a spoon. Yes. Because that's all he. That's what his mother had in her china. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But he's like, like your character doesn't make any sense. You're not wearing blue. Yeah. You know, you're not Middle Eastern. Right. You know, what are you? Yeah. He's like, I'm the Blue Raja. I'm the Blue Raja. It was like, well, if you go back and you look at the history, they all came. They were all. They all spoke English. Yeah. <laughs> it's when Britain owned the, all of this. Do you remember the the boy that was invisible, but only when you weren't looking at the invisible him? Invisible boy, yeah. Yeah, it was only when you only when you had your eyes closed, he was invisible. And he was the guy from um, Good Burger. Yes, he was a kid from Good Burger. Oh, that's another great movie. Um, well, not really great movie. It's another movie. Um, <laughs> ben Stiller. Ben, yes, he was the uh, uh, the Rage. The, yeah, he was like, yes, we he's like, yes, we already know this already. Yes. We've seen this. We've seen this already. He's like, no. Haven't seen it like this, and he actually gets his power. Yeah, and then and then Janine Garofalo is a bowler, and she had her dad's skull embedded in her bowling ball. Yes, which and he would talk to her. Yeah, but only her. Yeah, she's the only one that can she's hear. Like him. what? No, I'm no, I'm not talking about you. And she would argue with him yeah. constantly, and they're like, "What the hell is she doing?" 
And then they had, like, it was... If you haven't seen it, or, and this is a movie that didn't really get a lot of, of it was who's a, who got who's the play who's the character actor that played Casanova Frankenstein? Oh shit! But he had like he had all of his gangs. Yes, the discos. The disc. Yeah, it, it was that was almost like a takeoff of um, the Warriors, where they had the baseball furies. Yeah. And, yes. I don't remember. Eddie Izzard was the was like second in command. He was in charge of the disco boys. Yes. Great. I mean, if you haven't seen Mystery Men, it's a great. Spoof on comic book heroes. Yes. Awesome spoof. So check that out. Great Paul Rubens appearance. Who played the who played the uh, the asshole superhero? Um God, I can't remember. He's been in a lot of shit. Yeah, I, I, I do not remember. We should maybe just if we only had a place we could look all this shit up. I mean. But his character was great. He had like sponsors. Yes. He was the uh was that Greg Kinnear? Yes, it was Greg yeah. Kinnear. Yeah. And then he ended up getting melted. Yes. It, it, great movie. That's one that I think we could put our, our stamp of approval on. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, because it's up there. It's, it's our, our thing. And and uh, that it was a, in 99 that came out. Okay, yeah. Not 99. So, you know, we were still uh, uh, teenage, teenage and young and, and young men. Yeah. So, great, great movie. Check that out. But I think the lasting legacy is going to be Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah, Pee-wee's Playhouse, Pee-wee's Big Adventure is going to be Yeah. His. So, we've touched on Pee-wee's Big Adventure. So, let's take a break here. And then we'll get... We'll we'll just dive right into Pee-wee's Playhouse. Hamburger. <laughs> we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. No TV, no TV. What now? Hello, I'm Pee-wee Herman. Talking Pee-wee. Is really cuckoo. He's naughty. I know you are, but what am I? Soon <laughs> you'll be that way too. <laughs> Whatever you may do, it's so much fun when he's with you. Banana sandwich? Arr! You'll go wacko. You'll go crazy. We're talking peewee. Talking peewee from Matchbox for you and your kid. Cherry sold separately. What's that? Vigilac! This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. It's the most addictive kind of cocaine, and it can kill you. What's really bad is nobody knows how much it takes. So every time you use it, you risk dying. It isn't worth it. Look, everybody wants to be cool, but doing it with crack isn't just wrong could be dead wrong. My first guest was the star of the TV series Pee-wee's Playhouse and the hilarious film Pee-wee's Big Adventure. His new HBO special, The Pee-wee Herman Show on Broadway, premieres March 19th. Please welcome Pee-wee Herman! Hello! I'll be right there! Ah, 
And look, that was an incredible entrance. Oh, thanks, thanks. Nothing like water skiing. <laughs> and you're dry as a bone. Dry it's as a bone. It's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> So nice to have you here, Pee-wee. Thank Pee you, thank yeah. you, thank you. You know, one of my favorite things, whenever you come to visit me, you always bring a special toy or a gadget, something that's amusing you recently. <laughs> and I will not let you down tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, it's right here. Yeah. What do you the, got there? Oh, it's, it's called the phony phone ring. Get off the phone, phony phone ring, or excuse. If you're on the phone and somebody's yakking away and you're trying to get off the phone, right. you push these different buttons, you know, you go like... Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, I have to get off the phone. <laughs> this one, I can't figure this one. This is for static in your car. I'm sorry, what? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I have to call you back, okay? Uh-huh. What else you got there? Someone's at the door. Someone's at my door. I hope they don't wake up the baby. I hope they don't wake up. Oh, no! <laughs> Shut up, Daddy's gonna freak out. Shut up. <laughs> Here, listen to this one. Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> it works every time. It works absurd. really good. I love that. Okay, well, what else did you bring for oh, us, Pee Wee? I got one more thing here. I wanted uh -huh. to show you. It's okay. my balloon trick. Do you mind if I stand? No, not at all. Okay. It's, it's your Pee Wee Herman. Right. You do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Balloon trick. I like to see this. Wish we had blown the balloon up first. <laughs> this is my favorite part. thought that like Ram Man should have been a lot bigger because he was like ramming through walls and he was just a little short dude. I, I wish it would have made an action figure of that. You know you'd make that. Huh. Slime Pit Customs. Huh? Well, like, I love Captain Spaulding, but I wish that like he was a superhero. Dude. Huh. Slime Pit Customs. You know what? I kind of wish that they would have made like a, a green radioactive slime He-Man that was all covered in goo. Slime Pit Customs. Slime Pit Customs, what's that? Slime Pit Customs, they make custom action figures, anything you want, out of anything you want. So like, Slime Pit Customs could just make the action figure of my dreams come true? Yeah. Could they make me into an action figure? Yes, absolutely. Slime Pit Customs. Slime Pit Customs. Slime Pit Customs. Check them out on Facebook. 
Hey, I'm Mike Fantastic. I'm Audacity Jones. We're the Russian Leg Sweep. Do you love pro wrestling? Do you? And you should listen to our podcast, The Russian Leg Sweep, on the Cloud Chowders Podcast Network. It's available wherever you find podcasts. Hello! Welcome to the Pee Wee Herman Miraculous Magic Show. Sorry, me, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> this is my friend, Robbie the Rabbit. Say hello, Robbie. Hello! <laughs> now, I'm going to make Robbie disappear. I put him in the magic hat, say the magic words, abracadabra, presto changeo, and look, he's gone. Pretty good trick, huh? <laughs> but you know, making animals disappear isn't always such a cool idea. In fact, many animals are in danger of disappearing forever. Like whales, elephants, kangaroos, and sea turtles. Scientists say over a hundred different species of animals are disappearing each day. We have to do something to save our endangered animals. Because magic's just magic. But extinction's forever. Unbelievable WrestleMania so far. Ah, uh, thank you, Gene. That was the goal. The most memorable WrestleMania of all time. But here's the thing. I think things are going to get really ugly here. Because I heard John Cena's number one fan is upset with me, and he's coming here to confront me. Actually, Rock, he's already here. Oh, you. Of course it's you. John Cena's number one fan. Everything John Cena stands for. What do you got to say for yourself, John Cena, number one fan? You can't see me. You can't see me! You can't see me! Do you realize how ridiculous you sound and look doing, saying all that hot garbage? Pee-wee, the rock sees potential in you. Yes, potential to be a man. Really? Yes. You gotta ask yourself, do you want to be a man on Team Bring It, or do you want to be a little boy on the Fruit Loop Troop? So, if you want to be on the Fruit Loop Troop, this is what you're gonna look like. Me and Gene. <laughs> he looks like a tool! I know you are, but what am I? Give me a break! Take that garbage off. The Pee Wee Herman sees your point. I'm in, I wanna be on Team Bring It. You wanna be on Team Bring It? Yeah. You wanna be a man? Yeah. Then there's one thing you need to do, Pee Wee. You know what it is. It is mad! Pee-wee Herman, welcome to Team Brink. Give me some. <laughs> That's too much. I don't need that much.
And we are back. You doing the Fraggle Rock theme or what? No. That's the beginning of this. It's the beginning of the theme song. <laughs> with, a, with a cherry start singing. He's going, bow, 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 bow. Ah! No, the Fraggle Rock is. Oh, okay. I, I, I see the. You got, got the bass going. Yeah, I see the subtle nuance. Yes. Dance cares away. Worries for another day. Let the music play. Down Fraggle Rock. Down Fraggle Rock. Down Fraggle Rock. Don't. A little musical interlude for you there from the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. But we're not talking about Fraggle Rock. No, we're not talking about Fraggle Rock. We're talking about Pee Wee's Playhouse. Pee Wee's Playhouse. So. After the movie, and after his stage show, they developed a kid's show. I think it was on Saturday mornings, wasn't it? It was. It was like the highlight of the Saturday morning lineup to me. Yeah. It was. It was huge. I that was like do not miss. That was like appointment television. Yeah. Nobody ever. You didn't miss. You didn't miss Pee Wee's Playhouse. No, because you always wanted to talk about it mm-hmm. at school. Now Pee Wee's Playhouse is interesting because he had a lot of famous people on that show. A ton, and a lot of them were. From the Groundlings, that that improv group he was in. So, uh, hey, Phil Hartman was on the show. Phil Hartman was on the show. Phil Hartman played Captain Carl. Yes, that's right. Uh, Cowboy Curtis. Do you know who that was? Um, yes. Um, what's his name? He was in My Favorite Nightmare on Elm Street film, Part Three. Uh, what's his name? Um, 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 um. Lawrence Fishburne. Yes, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Morpheus. Yeah, yeah, yes. Morphe, he was he was uh, the Cowboy Curtis. That's where he got to start. It was. He had some others. Uh, Natasha Leone was one of the Playhouse gang in the first season. Uh, you know, there were other people that you don't necessarily recognize their name, but you know them. You, you know, know their face. You know their face. But he had a cast of characters. Let's just run down the, the human characters. So, of course, you had Pee Wee Herman, mm-hmm. Cowboy Curtis, Captain Carl, Miss Yvonne. Miss Yvonne. Mm-hmm. Everybody liked Miss Yvonne. Miss Yvonne was the, the most beautiful woman in Puppet Land. Everybody was, like, infatuated with her. Mm-hmm. Mr. Window really liked her. Mr. Window did really like her. She had, she had, a, she had a fat ass on her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she, 
uh, Reba the male lady. Well, they changed the male people then. They did. They, yeah, because they had a different male person for a while. Uh, but she was she was always like confused about the rules of the playhouse. So she always would get crossed up about different shit. Yeah. Uh, the king. Of cartoons. King of cartoons was awesome. And he played like those old, old the ass old, cartoons. Super old cartoons. Yeah, with like a, a the dancing skeletons was on there one time. Yeah, I, I love that where they play the rib cage as a, a xylophone and uh, Tito was a lifeguard, and he would be there to enforce the rules during group activities. Uh, do you remember uh, Ricardo? I do remember Ricardo. Do you remember what he was famous for? No. What he did. He was a soccer star. He was a soccer player. Oh, yeah. He'd come in and, like, play soccer and shit. Uh, Miss Steve? I don't remember Miss Steve. She was the the Snoopy neighbor. She liked to snoop around. That's right. She'd stick her head in the window. Yeah. And then Miss Renee? She was the the uh, the neighbor, but she wasn't as Snoopy. She was, you know, more fun-loving and... More tolerant of Pee Wee's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Dixie? Uh-uh. Dixie was the one that came in and introduced the King of Cartoons with the trumpet. Oh, that's right. She was younger. Yes, she was a taxi driver. Yeah. And then you had the Playhouse Gang, who were just the kids that interacted with Pee Wee Herman. Now, other characters and objects and puppets and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Cherry... Cherry was was the talking chair that he sat on. Yeah, the talking recliner. I was always afraid that Cherry was going to bite his ass. Eat him. Yeah, because it was kind of a, a, a scary, you know, thought to have a chair that had a mouth that you'd talk mm-hmm. to and shit. It, that one kind of worried me. Yeah, you know, that one was, was scared me. Uh, Jombie was my favorite. Jombie. Mecca like a high. Mecca like a high. Mecca like a high. The wishes granted. Long live Jumbie. Jumbie was the genie in the box. Just a, a floating blue head that would appear once and grant a wish. Yep. And he, uh, sometimes the, the wish would go awry. Yes. You know, it was kind of a be careful what you wish for, but it was never bad. It was just weird or different than what he, or it would be something that he would wish for something and he would get something totally different and he'd have to figure out how to make his wish come true with that thing. Yeah. Which was a good learning experience. Where they gave him like clues or how to put something together. Yeah. But that was a good learning experience. You know, it's like you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. That's what they were teaching him. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what you wish for. That's what you got. Fucking deal with it. They never said that, but. Who was the robot's name? That was Conky. Conky. Conky the Robot. Conky the Robot. <laughs> and Conky played a part in our, probably our favorite part. It was the, the, the word of the day. The word of the yeah, because he would print it out. <laughs> Ready to assist you. Pee-wee. Morning, Conky. What's today's secret word? Today's secret word is look. You all know what to do for the rest of the day. When anyone says the secret word, scream real loud. 
Okay. Okay. And you know what to do every time they hear a secret word, right? Ah! ah! Scream real loud! <laughs> so, Conky 2000 was a huge part. Do you remember when he had to boot him up? Yeah, unplug him and pull he, his cord. Yeah, he had he had to like unplug him and then like turn him on and yeah. he was like blah, 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 and then he he like stuttered. Hello, Pee Wee. And he always like sputtered and stuttered. Then you had Magic Screen. Magic Screen was cool. Magic Screen was like the little etch a sketch thing, but he could make a world for Pee Wee to jump into. Yes, they'd like draw a car and then Pee Wee would jump into the screen. Connect the dots. La la la. Connect the dots. La la la. That's all this show is going to be, folks, is us doing our shitty Pee Wee impressions for the next probably half hour. Do you remember Terry? Terry. Terry was a pterodactyl. He was a pterodactyl that he would. Like pout and shit. He was always like mopey and. I like the uh, the cats. Oh, uh, the the puppet band. Yes, the puppet band. They were like a, j- a jazz band, and they were they, all cool. Yeah, dirty dog, cool cat, and chicky baby. And they yeah they would like play. They're like beatniks, and they would rhyme and. Yes. Yeah, they were they were fun. I liked them. They always like play little tunes. You had Clocky the Clock. Uh, you had Mr. Window, who would introduce people that were coming up to the house. Like, here comes Mayo, Pee-wee. Yeah, Mayo's here, Pee-wee. Uh, Globy. Globy the Globe. Globy the Globe. He would tell you what part of the world something was in. Yeah, and he'd be like, it's right over here on the back of my head. You know, and then he... Didn't he have a big nose? Yeah, he had like a big face and yeah. a big nose. And arms. Yeah. He had those big arms. Uh, Mr. Kite. Mr. Kite, yeah, Mr. Kite was always up in the air. He was the weatherman. He was like, oh, it's cloudy. It's starting to rain, Pee-wee. Thanks, Mr. Kite. <laughs> and then this one, I, and I hated this asshole. Randy. Who the hell is Randy? Randy's the little red-headed marionette that oh, would walk down and just yeah. fuck shit up. He'd, like, kick shit over. And he was oh, like he's a, always a, yeah, he was, a, he was like the puppet bully. He was a dick. Yeah. He, but they always, like, got him back in line. and But he was a prick. Uh, Bill Baloney was a ventriloquist dummy. I don't remember him very I don't often. Remember him either. But Pee Wee like operated him, and so he was Paul Rubens, but it was Pee Wee doing the the voices and shit. Oh, okay. Um, dog chair. I remember dog chair. I think it was creepy looking. That's the one. That one would bite you. I think it did bite somebody. I think so. Looks uh, like something you'd see like in the real Ghostbusters cartoons. Yeah. Well, yeah. The real, the, dude, those were awesome. I love those. And they had like the toys were a lot different than the cartoons though over the yeah. Ghostbusters. They had they had shit like a football player that turned into a big mouth mm-hmm. and shit like that. Those were cool. Uh, he, remember his aunt, his little ant house. He oh yeah, the they would stall things out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like all the ant farm, and they would like he like. I wonder oh. if Tim Burton directed that too because there was a lot of Tim Burton style. There stuff. was a lot of Tim Burton style stuff. There was somebody on there that was a production. Spot. Well, it was Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie helped out with that yeah. show. That's how he got his start into filmmaking. So, thank you, Pee Wee Herman, for giving us, Rob giving Zombie. Rob Zombie that, that because he was, I think Rob Zombie was already making music. He was in White yeah, Zombie at that point. Yeah, because White Zombie started like in 86. Yeah, so he was already making, making music at that point. So, he, that's how he got his filmmaking chops, yep. which we love his films. <laughs> we, we love, we, I, I'm a. I would say I'm obsessed with this film. I'm waiting for something else to come out with him. Yeah, but you he, just, know, he just came out with a new album. He did. So now he's got to make a new movie. Yeah, he has a new album. It's like ten words long and weird. Something about 
bloody Kool-Aid and, you know... Uh, well, it's no different than Lord Sex or Sister Devil Music Volume 1. The, the, the titles just keep getting longer. Astro Creep 2000, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but this is like, you know, bloody bloody Kool-Aid and, and Gatorade-smelling farts. or so, I don't know what, you know, it's... You know, is that a spoof off of Lip Biscuit? Chocolate I, Starfish? And hot hot dog flavored water? <laughs> no, Rob Zombie's... He, he just has weird... His titles are weird, but his music is awesome. Yeah. Um, I think his last album had a song called Everybody's Fucking in a UFO. That's a great song. I think that, I, I, and I have yet to find proof of this, but I think Les Claypool wrote that with him because it sounds like a Primus song. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it's like that, that heavy bass, like, yeah. boom, boom. And then he's got that, you know, Les Claypool kind of like talks through it, mm-hmm. and has it distorted, and he talks, oh, and yeah. then he sings. That's what it is. He's got another one I really like, too. Um, Really like more like hippie-ish style looking. Uh, Rob Zombie? Yeah, but it's not. It's um, him and John Five. I love John Five's my favorite guitar player, man. We're just standing there and they're both talking and like they're it's like next to a radio. Oh, it's uh, Dead City Radio. Yes. Yeah. That's a great song. Yeah, I love that song. Rob Zombie's awesome. I love. I I can't wait to, for concerts to start back up because I don't think I have missed a Rob Zombie concert in years. Maybe in like a, over a decade. Yeah. And John Five is my favorite guitar player. I got to see him play live. One of the last shows I saw before concert shut down. You know who else is doing a live show online? You got Flogging Molly. Yes. Dropkick Murphys. Yep. They're not doing a show together. No, but they're doing live shows. Yes, for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And Dropkick Murphys is free. Yep. Flogging Molly's charges a little bit of money. But I thought theirs was free too. I don't think so. I think you have to buy a ticket for that one. But they're they're good. They're yeah. worth it because oh, yeah. Primus just did one not that long ago, and it was just them in a cabin, and it was fucking amazing, because they were just jamming and they were like bullshitting with each other, and they would screw up, and Les Claypool would give them shit. And they yeah. were laughing. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, back to Pee-wee Herman though. Rob Zombie, fucking awesome. You gotta hurry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so back to Pee-wee Herman, uh, the Dinosaur Family. Oh they, yeah, and all he did was wave. They, they, they just waved back. They, yeah, they just waved they back. They were like that stop motion. Yeah, they were clay, that claymation. claymation. His flowers talked, his food talked. Everything talked. His fish talked to him. <laughs> the fl- the fish was a smart ass. Yes. And they would tell jokes. Yeah, and they would laugh together. Yes. They would they would always like tell tell stupid ass fish jokes. Uh, Penny, you remember Penny? Penny, 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 Penny. She was the little uh, commercial. They were like, let's go visit oh, Penny. Oh, yeah. And she had pennies for eyes, and she yes. was a claymation. Uh, and she'd just tell a little story about her day. And it was always weird. Yeah. It, it would it would be like, I did this, but it could have been a flying dinosaur. Yeah. And then and then the, the purple horse came in. But that didn't really happen. I just went to the store with my mom. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like a, a land of make-believe. Knucklehead. I don't he, remember Knucklehead. Knucklehead was just like a, a oh, googly, googly eyes on a hand. Yeah. And he told knock-knock jokes. Um, the the cowtis, that cow that was a princess. Oh, yep, yep. She would always pop in the window. Um, Flory, a part of his floor talked. The chandelier talked. He had magic. Oh, yeah, his floor. It was like the hardwood floor. The hardwood floor came up and talked to him. Um, magic glasses, his exercise belt that vibrated, it talked to him. All of his toys talked. That's right, because he was sitting there just, uh, uh, yeah, but it talked to him while he was doing it. The only thing that didn't talk was his scooter. His, but then he had that cool helmet. Oh, that helmet was badass. His glasses, the magic glasses didn't talk either. No. But 
the uh, one of the things that I always look forward to, and he wasn't ever in it. He was in almost every episode, but he wasn't very long. Was the door to door salesman? Oh yeah. When you come up, it's like oh, I want to tell you about this. He's like ah, and he slammed the door, slammed the door in his face. So that you know, those are like the the people around. He would have guests every now and again. I don't remember anybody like outside famous guests that popped in. Mm-mm. But he would have other people just show up or, or do different things. It was an extension of his stand-up act. It was yeah. just cleaned up for kids. He did the, the giant underpants on that one. Mm-hmm. He did the, uh, he would get like a giant piece of licorice. And it was like Sesame Street on acid. Oh, yeah. Big time. He, he would just, you know, he would do crazy shit. And it would just be great. Oh, kids would eat it up, dude. Fuck yeah. Uh, he got great reception for this. People were like, you know, they 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 loved how he treated everybody the same. Mm-hmm. Everybody was equal. Didn't matter if you were a fucking chair or a cow or a dinosaur or whatever. Everybody was equal in Pee Wee's world. And they said that that was like really great, I guess, a great message for kids to say, hey, everybody's equal. Don't be an asshole if somebody's different. Well, you don't see that much today. No, and he did it in a way that kids could understand. Yeah. You know, hey, I I am friends with this computer, or this, you know, this robot, and I am friends with this person, and this guy's a cowboy, and this guy's a king. We're all friends. He shows me cartoons. Yeah. So when you think about, like, the social commentary that he made, I mean, this show should be celebrated. Oh, yeah. Because it was amazing. He won 15 Emmys. Really? For Pee Wee's Playhouse. Won 15 Emmys. And... It was on for, what, five seasons? Uh, I think so. The critical reception, though, I think one of his biggest... It was on for four years. For, for four years? Yep. Yeah, it seems like it was on for forever. Uh, one of his biggest compliments, I feel, that he got is... Uh, uh, Bob Keeshan, who was Captain Kangaroo. Yeah. Captain Kangaroo said that the show had awesome production values, and he said, with the ex- po- with possibly the exception of the Muppets, you cannot find such creativity anywhere on TV. That's he, pretty awesome. Yeah, for Captain Kangaroo, because Captain Kangaroo was kind of the same thing. Yeah. You know, he had puppets, he had, you know, Mr. Green Jeans, and he had his different characters, the clock talked to him. So... Pee Wee's Playhouse was almost like Captain Kangaroo on acid. You know, where it was just, let's take this idea and just go as far as your mind can take it and then go a little further. Well, here, check this out. I just found this. I just pulled up Pee Wee's website. Yeah? This was uh, back last month, February 12th. Okay. I said, look who won 52000 for Feeding America on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. He won $52,000. I remember seeing that. Because Pat Sajak was a dick to him. Really? Kind of. Um, they were interviewing him at the, at the beginning, and they're like, you know, Paul Rubens, how are you? And he's like, good. And he goes, oh, I understand you tried to be on this show before. And he goes, yeah. He goes, you did a, a celebrity um, version, like, years ago. And I, I, you know, applied for it. I put my name in. And he goes, well, I don't remember seeing your name. He goes, well, it was Pee Wee Herman. And he goes, oh, he goes, I don't remember seeing you on here. And he goes... Well, it's because they said absolutely not. They did not want to deal with Pee Wee Herman. 
Oh man. They said absolutely not. And Pat Sajak said, "Well, obviously we've lowered lowered our standards since then." What a dick. And I was like, and he was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> you know, or you know, Paul Rubens. He's like, "What the fuck?" You could actually phone. You can have Pee Wee Herman call you on Zoom. He's like a does like a cameo Zoom. Yeah. Thing? Nice. Yeah, we definitely need to look into getting Pee Wee on the show. I don't know if we could or not, but it'd be fun to try. It would be very fun to try. So they, you know, he's got a countdown to Christmas. Two hundred ninety-two days till Christmas. Damn. Eight hours, fifty-two minutes, and twenty-seven seconds. Well, it's good to have something to look forward to. Yeah. So, they, you know, it got to where when people would, he would ask people to do shit for the show, they'd be like, absolutely, you're a huge star. Uh, do you know who sang the theme song that we heard at the beginning of this? Do you know who sang that? No. Cindy Lauper. That, you know what, now that I think about it? That's her. Yeah. It's Cindy Lauper. She sang that. No shit. Yeah, see, educational. It is. We're we are very educational. We are very. We teach shit that you should know, and teach shit that nobody should ever do. You know, we're getting very close to getting that grant. E- either that, or some kind of restraining order. One or the other. <laughs> we're gonna get whichever comes first. We're gonna hang it up. <laughs> we're gonna frame that shit. So that you know, that's kind of the the ins and outs of of you know Pee Wee's Playhouse. But what are some of your favorite moments that you can remember? I mean, my, probably my favorite thing on the show was the secret word of the day. Because you could yell. Yes. And the what was even more fun than that, because that was, it was on for what, like an hour, half hour to an hour? Half hour, yeah. I think it was a half hour long show. So did you ever let that secret word spill over into the rest of your day? All the time. And your parents were like, why in the fuck are you yelling? And like, I'd like, write it down, and my mom was like, why am I saying, you know, fart? And then i go, ah! Yeah. And she's like, get away from me. Get away from me. Quit saying fart. Ah! <laughs> what was that? I farted. Ah! <laughs> I don't think fart was ever a secret word on the no, show. No, no. It was like usually like bike or... Door. Door. It was something very common that you were yeah. going to get like 20 times in a half hour. Yeah. And it's like, let's try it out. And then you always going to trick somebody into saying it. The secret word was globe. One thing that I always thought was cool was at the at the end of the show, it was always sad. At the end, the end of the show always kind of made me sad. Well, because he, he, he would get on his bike, or his scooter. He, but he had to pull that lever, yep. and like the whole mechanism would get his scooter out, and then he'd just take off, and he'd fly in front of Mount Rushmore. Yeah. He'd fly in front of the pyramids. He would always go somewhere exotic, and it was different on every episode. And then he would land. And he would land, and like, and take off, and yep. he had the little the little xylophone you know, music going. As he, that was a great show. I mean, probably... A highlight of, you know, it, it, it wasn't a cartoon. It was just a Saturday morning kids show, live mm-hmm. action. And it had cartoons on it. But probably a highlight of my Saturday mornings for the time that it ran. Yeah. I, I love that show. Yeah, I, you know, I was, I, I'm, I'm a Pee Wee fan. You know, always have been. Absolutely. Not a huge, like, over-the-top Pee Wee fan like some people I know. Um, but, you know, it's not a bad thing. No. But, you know, it's one of those things that stuck out. And it always stuck with you as you're growing up. Yeah, it and there are things that you know that happen in daily life and it just it reminds you because yeah. he wasn't an over the top character. He was just a big kid. Yeah. And he did normal shit in his own way. Mm-hmm. So there are times that 
something might happen, and you just kind of chuckle. It's like, fuck, I remember Pee Wee did this, you know? When, I remember when Pee Wee dealt with this. Yeah. He never tackled any major, that I remember, any major... No major issues Issues in the world. that he put out there. No. But subliminally he did. Like with the you know, equality. Mm-hmm. That was always an underlying thing. You know, he was always kind of all-inclusive. That was always an underlying thing and always an underlying theme. I think... I think if, you know, people took some of those lessons... The world might be a better place if you oh, just listen, you know, listen to Pee Wee a little bit. Well, it's like I've said this before, you know, you like you got guys like Pee Wee who were, you know, I guess very open about people, you know, you know, didn't judge anybody. Yeah. And if the world listened to people like that, like, you know, like, you know, we wouldn't be where we're at today in the world. Right. It, it just, yes, it was a simpler time. But the lessons are still there. Yeah. And you could apply them to any time. Oh, yeah. I think I think Pee Wee Herman, like we said earlier, is timeless. Pee Wee doesn't age. No. Paul Rubin's age, but Pee Wee does not Pee-wee age. Doesn't age. Pee-wee is still Pee Wee. And you never knew what Pee Wee's age was. Mm-mm. He was just a big kid, basically. Yeah. And he did it with... I feel that... He, he treated the character with respect, he protected the character, and he did it with a certain, I don't know, just a certain flair that I don't think anybody could pull off. No. Just, not just anybody could take a character like that and just run with it. I, I for, think For 40 years. Yeah, for, for this all, all this time. Right now, if Pee Wee Herman popped up on my TV, I would be so fucking excited. Mm-hmm. You know, I would probably call you and be like, dude, you gotta turn TV on now. And you would, because oh, yeah. Pee Wee Herman's on, you know. He, I think right now he could elicit that reaction. Well, and it's been exhibited. Anybody from a, th- a three-year-old kid to us. Mm-hmm. And even older. I, I think there are some people older than us that would be like, I remember this guy. Yeah. I'm going to see what he's doing. I'm going to see what he's saying. And I think the Pee Wee could carry a message... They would just make people smile, give make people have a nice day. Yeah, if you're having a rough day, you know, if Pee Wee Herman turned on, if you were a turn the TV on, Pee Wee Herman was on, I guarantee your day would get better. Yeah. So, Pee Wee Herman could could save the world. He could. Yeah. That's what well, like they say. You know, music or laughter is a very strong tool. Yeah, laughter is is great medicine. Yeah. And that that man. You know, I don't know. I don't know if he'll if he'll ever hear this, but I think that you know, I could speak for both of us to say, thank you for putting a smile on our face for, you know, thirty some years yeah. that we've been that we've been aware of, of Pee Wee Herman, and you know, keep doing it because fuck, we need we we need more. We need more stuff. We need more people like Pee Wee Herman in the world. Yes, and I mean that's. We're kind of getting sappy now, but fuck, when you think about the impact that he had, he was awesome. Yeah. And he still is awesome. And I even enjoy his non-peewee roles. Oh, yeah, dude. You know, whenever whenever Paul Rubens pops up, I'm like, that dude's fucking Pee Wee Herman. Yes. You know, he... he uh, and he, I mean, no matter how you look at him, no matter if he's just Paul Rubin or if he's playing vampires or he's playing the spleen... 
Yeah. Or anything else, you know, he's still Pee Wee Herman. He, in, in in our hearts, he always will be Pee Wee Herman, and I don't think we'll ever. You you can't listen to Tequila without somebody doing the Pee Wee dance. Uh. Uh-uh. You can't. If you were to say any of his catchphrases, ever somebody, it's not everybody knows it. They know it, and if it's like a call and response thing, you can say something, and everybody's going to join in. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you if you just if if you say like you know, what do you do if we hear the secret word? Everybody's gonna scream. Ah. Yeah, you're going to get somebody to scream yeah. because somebody knows what it is. So, Pee Wee Herman bringing people together. Since 1986. Well, 80, yeah. well since, since Pee Wee's Playhouse was played. But, well, I mean, well, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, 85. Yeah, 85. Yeah. So, thank you, Pee Wee Herman. Thank you, Pee Wee Herman. From, from us and from anybody else that wants to thank him because you know, we'll speak on your behalf yeah. for a fee. We'll do it for free. Well, I'll do it for free. I, I will speak on your behalf, but I'm going to say what the fuck I want to say. If you pay me, I'll say what you want me to say. <laughs> yeah. So and that's worth it because I say some fucked up stuff sometimes. So, any final thoughts on Pee-wee? I think we kind of wrapped it up there. No, I think yeah, I think we, we pretty much covered what we, we needed to cover on that one. I think so. So, uh, for the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour, I'm Mikey. I'm Corey. And we are proud members of the Cloud Shouters Podcast Network. See ya. Hamburger. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. If you want to talk to the show, drop us an email. RetroPowerHour at gmail.com. We'll see you next week.